Welcome back to Dukes Dukes for Movies and TVs and Pop Culture Discussions. I'm here with not Blaine, it's Brett again, because Blaine's still on vacation for getting married or something. It's not a good excuse. And I'm here with Will. He doesn't have a microphone stand, but he's holding onto his microphone like he's a cool jazz singer. And he's still working for James Cameron, which is going to be the theme for next week. Hint. Hint, Will, you're so excited for your new James Cameron movie. Woo. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this week we watched three Christmas movies. We watched Christmas Vacation. We watched A Christmas Story and Elf. We're just going to go into it. Christmas Vacation. Boom. It was a movie and he got the jelly ticket or membership. Jelly of the Month Club. Jelly of the Month Club. Boom, more like boo. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Movies, movie, not that good. If I, had I to, I'm the only one that does not like this. Well, movie. I, I think it's fine, but if I had to rank them, this would be my bottom one. I think, me personally, it's not my type of humor. I mean, yeah, you I guys, would, you guys can discuss. You don't I have, like, you don't I have like, nothing to say about. But this. you thought it was funny when the cat died. I liked the when the the cat died. I liked the effect of the the whole spread out like fur. I thought that was funny. So Christmas Vacation is Chevy Chase and his family, and they have other family members over, and they have to learn the true meaning of Christmas. That is the whole movie. Is that... Did I cover every that? Um, Yeah. Dealing with family. That's the holiday spirit. And Chevy Chase learns the lesson of kidnap your boss and make more money. Yeah. Pretty much. Christmas bonus. Yeah, I don't... There's not a lot to say about Christmas Vacation. I mean, there's, I think there's some funny little bits, but other than that, it's just, it just kind of goes and then it ends. I mean, they do the sleds thing. He falls through the roof. Um, he, they do, uh, what else do they do? Oh, they have the beginning where he crashes the car because he flipped off the guy doing the, the Christmas tree thing or whatever. Where he's underneath the truck, yeah. And they do the thing with the lights. I mean, yeah, it's just a, it's not like a really a story progressive like the plot isn't much there i can't argue that but just it's more comedic than anything else and i appreciate that oh yeah yeah it's just i think it's just middle of the road you know it uh, i mean i for what it is i think it's fine i mean for me though too i think it relates to depends on your family's humor oh yeah like that my family to a t we love that movie because we can relate to it a lot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think that affects how your family or you yourself will enjoy it Absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about Christmas Vacation. I mean, they got the lights. Cousin Eddie. Um, there's a big dog. He drinks the water and the tree lights on fire. I I don't like it because it is a lot of fumbling around with things. Like Chevy Chase is fumbling around with things. It's And there's a lot of like miscommunication comedy. Mm. Which is, I just do not like miscommunications. I think, oh, I to me, think that's that. that's lazy writing, and it's just never been something I've What's been your, interested in. What was your least favorite miscommunication in the movie Christmas Vacation? Um, well, I'm thinking of right now where, where they're flicking the light switch on and off for the lights outside. Oh, yeah. It goes on like way too long, and it goes on way too long, and why would he not know? I thought you were going to talk about it's the his uh, house. I thought you were going to talk about the attic scene where he gets locked in the attic and his whole family doesn't realize that. Oh, that's it, it's that's fine, but also he's a real dummy dumb for not walking on the uh, support beams and just walking on the ceiling's drywall. It foreshadowed what very happens. very dumb. Yeah, 
I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, with it's it's just I, it's just I, a not. I mean, it's not supposed to be smart. I mean, I don't. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that's what it is. And I, yep, I he, just don't like it. <laughs> it's like you said with a uh, what was it, Bill Murray? He doesn't learn a lesson. Like Bill Murray learns lessons in his movies, but Chevy Chase just learns to like not learn lessons. Yeah. So there's an interview with Tarantino. Um, I think he was on Joe Rogan's podcast where he said um, the difference between Bill Murray movies and Chevy Chase movies from this era are Chevy Chase begins and ends the movie the same as he was, you know, kind of a curmudgeon jerk. Bill Murray changes. He starts as that jerk, but then becomes like a good guy at the end. Like yeah. Groundhog Day or Scrooged. Um, I don't really care for either of those types of movies. I just, it's not my style. This is not my style of comedy at all. Yeah. And I, it's not what I want in a Christmas movie either. Mm, it doesn't even, I, I I do agree with that. Like, I, I think the movie's fine. I don't, I don't mind watching it, but like, it, it doesn't have like a Christmassy feel, you know? Well, the Christmas stuff is largely coincidental. It it more just happens to be set at during yes. Christmas. This could yeah. be any family holiday. This movie. could be like a Fourth of July picnic. Yeah, it's an excuse to have multiple people, you know, the grandparents and whatever, in the house all at the same mm-hmm. time. And it then could be a Thanksgiving. And then cousin Eddie shows up, and I hate that. I don't find that character funny at all. I know everybody loves cousin Eddie. I just I don't get it. No, that's I think that's everybody loves to hate barrel. cousin. Eddie. Yeah, it's just so his writing is just like. What's the stupidest character we can make? Probably because exactly. every, probably because everybody has like that one family member. It's like, oh, this is this is my cousin Eddie, and if I laugh at him, I can indirectly laugh at this person I'm supposed to enjoy on family holidays. Yeah, sure. Maybe <laughs> you're the cousin Eddie. <laughs> if you don't have fine. a cousin Eddie, you're the cousin Eddie. <laughs> that's fine. I'd love Dang, it. People that's... didn't invite me to things. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to wrap your head around that. If you mm-hmm. can't name your uh, cousin Eddie in the family. You're probably it. I thought Cousin Eddie's daughter was nice. I thought she might have been one of my favorite characters. She oh, was so sweet. I felt bad she was in that horrible family. Did she do anything? What did she yeah, do to she, make you she, like her? She uh, fell down a well, got her eyes crossed. Next thing you know, gets kicked by a mule. Okay, that's not straight. In, they say that. Wait, that's a different person. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the daughter. A different daughter. Doesn't he have like five kids? No, he has one daughter and one son. And then they have an older one that's in the Navy. Oh, yeah. We don't care for him. He's not in the movie. Okay. No, but the he had the little daughter. She had the nice little conversation with Clark Griswold in the kitchen or whatever at night. I thought that was nice. Remember, because oh, Clark, Clark Griswold, yeah, she's like, "Are you Santa?" And Clark was like, "No, I hate you." <laughs> I, I was daydreaming about the girl from the store. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> in the bathroom for that. Oh, the scene uh, where he's at the store though. With well, the that's lady. why I didn't like the movie. You missed that integral scene that had no thing to the plot of the movie no remember i was in the bathroom and everybody went whoa and i yelled am i missing the sexy part and everybody said yep and i went darn i, I do appreciate the scene though too where he's at the store and his son russ walks up oh that, that's funny i think that's funny so you can't see a line russ can you and he's like nope he goes oh my gosh the sound effects like they did a, i thought it was fun too of like there was like the dun dun like salt like sound effect every once in a while too to emphasize things yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, see, that, it's that a little was too, too cartoonish. cartoonish. Yeah, because yep. I think some of them land, but I think a lot of them for me are kind of don't land. But Over, I, I, I get overemphasized. It. Like, you mean? I wouldn't even say that. Well, I mean, yes, but it doesn't land for me personally. It's overemphasized, so it doesn't land for me. But that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Any other comments about your favorite movie of the week? Will Christmas Vacation? Do you no. like the sled scene where he puts like the thing on the sled and it? goes into like a walmart or something no 
<laughs> where he literally like puts a hole in the sled because he's going so fast on ice. Yeah. Okay, well then we'll go to the second movie, which was A Christmas Story set in the 1950s where a little 40s. boy just oh, 40s? Yeah. Okay, the 40s. Post the war. Is it during the war? I think it's 46. It's after the war. No, wait, it might be 43. I'm not sure. It's during the war. Which we never speak of if it was. And Ralphie wants a gun. He does want a gun. And that's the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... that's... But this one is more set at Christmas. And I think it does a better job of being during Christmas. Cause well, that's because the whole central thing is... He, he wants, wants it for Christmas. For print, er, for, he wants his gift for Christmas. Which makes... Which makes the movie make more sense, I yes. think. He has to convince his parents. But he wants he tries to convince everybody. He tries to convince his teacher, because then the teacher could tell his parents. Exactly. But then, but then the teacher's like, no, C plus, you suck. And then he tells Santa, and then Santa's like, no, I'm going to kick you in the face. Yeah. And then Santa kicks him in the face, and he falls down a slide. Yep, that is the going catchphrase is, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. That's I, the, the, the big thing, is that, that's it, which is why he's got to convince them because he knows that it's a dangerous weapon that he wants. Yeah. I think the comedy's done better. Like it's more kid. Well, I don't even say it's more kid. It's like comedy through the eyes of a kid. Yeah. Like the burglar scene and a few of the other ones. It's like it. I think it's just better written than Christmas Vacation. Well, that that dream sequence is they kind of speed up when he's shooting the robbers and they're like falling. They speed yeah. it up. Um, same thing where they're like running after their first encounter with Scott Farkas um, and they're running away from him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they, they speed that up, kind of do like the Benny Hill thing. I mean, I just didn't enjoy it. I appreciate <gasps> it. Slander. I mean, I think it's like, for me, it's, it's how Will views Christmas vacation. Not negatively. It's just not my cup of tea. I can, I can, I can see why someone would not enjoy this. There's some good scenes, but overall, it was just kind of like, oh, that movie just happened. That's how I felt watching it. I think you are upset that Ralphie has glasses like you, and you could shoot your eye out with glasses. Is that what I'm feeling? Exactly. Yeah, I knew it. Well, the com So the comedy is not overt. The comedy is, is situational. I so, like situational comedy. I do too. So you've got like, you know, Ralphie can't put his arms down. That's and funny because it's which, funny in the moment of, yes, he can't put his arms down, but then he has to walk to school with his arms out and then he falls and can't get up because he can't move his arms. And he's a little picky. Yes, but it's never made, it's never in the world. Oh, that me. It's never a joke. Yeah. In the world, it's not a joke. It's I've, only a joke to the audience, which I, is what I prefer. That's National Lampoon's is like in the world, it's a joke. You know, other people looking at Chevy Chase. Or laughing or thinking he's absurd or something. <laughs> well, yeah. that's that's in kind Christmas of story. They're all just trying to get by and through Christmas because these movies are like two exact opposite things of comedy, which we yes, didn't they are. we didn't plan on doing, but I think is kind of interesting. You yes. know, well, you just mentioned too of like that real world. Like Chevy Chase is not like his the National Lampoon's doesn't take place in that real world, or it, it could be, but it's just, he's just so out of it. Yeah, it reminds me of. Uh, I forget the husband's name, but it's like Margot and then the husband, the one from Seinfeld, the lady, of like how they are the oh, normal. Oh, Julia they, Louis Dreyfus's yeah, character, yeah. They are the normal ones, and then it's they live next to the crazy neighbors. So See, I, but they're not even normal. They're not even normal. No, they aren't, but they, they are, they, they're portrayed as. They're the, uppity pricks. Yeah. They're, I don't they're not know normal. if they're portrayed as normal, though. They're not. They see themselves as. That's the thing, is there's no straight man. But if you see, I don't even know if somebody, because they, 
I mean, they see themselves as the normal ones, but I would say they would just look at themselves as better and not weird. Exactly. That's yeah. that's just how I see exactly. it. Exactly. But everything that they're doing is not normal. We we pointed out they have what three stereos just sitting next to each other. Yeah, we believe. What, yeah, three what, or four. What the heck's going on there? Like when the ice goes through the door, door it crashes a stereo. But there are two other boxes that are identical to that one next to it. That's why and you we were right. arguing. But then the guy says. Oh, no, the stereo. And we were like, okay, so why do you have three of those? For that exact situation. <sighs> you need more than one stereo in case a giant ice boulder goes through your window. <laughs> All on display, too, next to each other. Mm-hmm. But, so mm-hmm. there is no normal character in that movie. Because at one point or another, every character is a joke. I th- The grandparents, every single one of them is a joke at one point. Uh, Clark's dad says some nice words at one point. But everyone's making fun of him. Would the boss be the normal character? No. No. Because he, he, he is a stereotypical, you know, save every penny boss. But I think still that's the most realistic character in the movie. <laughs> Maybe. But but everything is a stereotype dialed up to nine, except for when they shouldn't be. And they try to get a moment of earnest. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, dial it back. And it doesn't We, it need, doesn't we need the gel. cat to explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... I enjoyed the effect, I, it, but it didn't fit the tone of the movie. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. There was some cool, like, well, back to the effect part. There was some cool effects in the Christmas story, like the scenes where it's like spinning around, like the zoom of Santa. But for me, it was just like, yeah, that's some cool concepts, like the burglars breaking into the house. But all in all, it was just like, okay, that it just, it, again, to me, it just kind of happened. It wasn't like, oh, this is very memorable. But then again, it wasn't a movie my family watched every christmas compared to christmas vacation wee woo wee woo it's a big ambulance outside because somebody shot their eye out right now i gotta I keep it that. in I, I i called 911 just for that joke no yeah now i gotta keep this I, in. I killed a person for that joke <laughs> <laughs> now that part you can take out that's, that, nope that's why blaine is in here i killed him. <laughs> blaine, is, blaine is in the floorboards he was underneath the couch we'll resurrect him blaine is in the floorboards of my third story condo. So he's just in the second story. There's just a dead body in a dark room. His face. No, but his face is exposed on their ceiling. So like they, they walk in their door and Blaine's so just like, hey, what's on Titan stuff popping no, out it's the wall. Like, it's like, a, it's like Jerry in that one Rick and Morty episode where he's like the piece of wood. Oh, <laughs> and he, and he becomes like, he just goes through history again, but just as a piece of wood. Like, he goes through, like, the Old West, and then they do Christianity again. Oh. And he's okay, not, it. Now I'm remembering it, yeah. So the director of Christmas Story um, directed a movie called Black Christmas, which oh, is yeah. another Christmas movie. But we should watch that. A horror Christmas movie. I would watch that. I think we should watch that. Not next week, because next week we're doing something else that I said yes. maybe in the beginning. Sort we of. could we could do that for the last week of Christmas paired with the Home Alones. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, because I think they would balance it out. Yes. A horror movie, which I've never seen, and then another two horror movies where a kid is a psychopath and tortures two <laughs> middle-aged men. From a different perspective, it is a horror movie. But it's funny. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I mean, do well, hold on. There's probably more to talk about Christmas Story now that yeah. Um, well, so, uh, these 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 movies are more of like just different things that happen, which th- they're holiday movies, so that's how they are. But like, it's it's interesting because it's harder just to be like 
this is part one, this is part two, but it's like, no, this thing happens, but then, you know, all these, it's like, just like clips, kind of, because it seems like just a movie you can just have on while you're just at a family's house, and you're just like, hey, look, it's that thing where he puts on the bunny suit. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's, for A Christmas Story especially, it it is, I mean, it's like clippy. Uh, well, not clippy, but like, sceney? I don't know what the right word is. There's a lot of cuts. Well, it's very character-driven. Oh yeah. Well, there's like the four main characters, really. Right. the The family is is all representative of you know your your typical um, American family, I suppose. There is one thing I want to go back to the you mentioned of like there's that typical holiday or Christmas movie, and it's like really the success of that we talked about one time was like you know they don't make a lot of money or it's not about the release of them. But it's how ageless they become of their watched every year at Christmas for certain families. That's why I think this one benefits from being set in the past. They were able to tweak elements of the past mm-hmm. to make it more timeless when it came out, which then makes it timeless for X amount of years. I mean, it's still. Oh, yeah, because I mean, we already we were just talking about when did this even set placing? So we were like we were like right. in a 20 year span of like, when is this happening? Right. I mean, it's obviously pre 50. Well, Pre-60s, at least, because they're still oh, listening. Yeah. They don't have a TV. They're listening and, to the radio. It, He's got his um, weird little dial thing when he listens to uh, the little Orphan Annie show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, again, too, I think Christmas Vacation does that well. Of like, It holds up in the sense where it's like you don't feel like it's you're stuck in the past watching it. There's still things that relate in both these movies to modern day. Yeah. Well, that's it's the themes. The theme, yeah. like Which is why I really like the motif of the dream sequences. Of Ralphie mm-hmm, daydreaming mm-hmm. of what could it be like if I got this for Christmas? How cool could it be? What if I don't get it? Well, then I'm blind. You know, he's taking it to the extreme. <laughs> but so he's good. also daydreaming of himself um, of like, okay, what are the situation? What situation could I get this successfully? And that's where you get like the, the school sequence where the teacher is like dressed as the Wizard of Oz, yep, which draws from the parade. That they went to. I was so going to say, that is funny, because you can just tell how old it's set in, too, because, like, there's only, like, two IPs, like, in the parade. It's just yeah. the Wizard of Oz and then, like, the main cast from Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Goofy <laughs> and Donald and Because all the other supporting puppets and people dressed in are just, like, the other monkeys from, like, Wizard of Like, you'll still see Wizard of Oz stuff occasionally, but you will never see, like, the flying monkeys. Cause, like, yeah. Like a every, pack of them. Because everything else is an IP. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's interesting that those would be, like, the, the main two, things. The, yeah. The chose. Yeah. Because usually you might just say like the main cast was Ravaz in something, but that 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 in itself I would say is rare. Yeah, that's true. They the old they the dogs come in, they eat all the food, and then they have to go to the Chinese restaurant and they have to sing fa ra 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 ra. Yes, they do. And that's where that came from. I never knew that. Like the idea of when your turkey burns in the oven or something like that happens, the Chinese restaurant or like going out to get Chinese food comes from this movie. So that was a neat thing to see that then. I like how the dad wasn't even like the dad got mad at everything, but then he was just like at the end he was just like, yeah, you know what? I, I can't even get mad at this. Whatever. Get upstairs, get dressed. We're we leaving. are going out to eat. And the mom was just having a hysterical like laughing meltdown. Like, <laughs> the duck coming out too. <laughs> like she was just like laughing and crying and everything in between for like a solid thirty seconds. I'm like, I think she's gonna turn into the Joker. Quite frankly, <laughs> that's is that it? Should we go to Elf? Sure. All right, Elf. Will decided we're going to Elf. Um, it's Will Ferrell, but he's a big boy in the North Pole, and you know what? He's like, maybe I wasn't supposed to be this tall. Maybe I'm just a person, and Santa kidnapped me. 
Whoa. Going back to the theme <laughs> of Santa kidnapping children. He did it in this movie. He went in his sack and he was like, I'm going to take this kitty back home. And he's like, should we take him back? And he's like, no, we're going to not return. We're going to use him as big slave labor, but he sucks at making toys. So you know what? We're going to send him off to go find his dad who makes books. Pretty odd because they could easily take him back. It's the argument that he's been there, so now he can't leave. Well, I thought the argument but was... he's a baby. Well, he, so he climbed in the sack. Yeah. And Santa came back to the North Pole, and they're like, there's a kid in your sack. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, how did he get in there? He's like, where is he from? He's like, oh, I don't know. So Santa, They said he must have crawled into your sack at the orphanage. But, oh, they say that? And it's an orphanage. Oh, okay. Take him back. Okay, well, if it's an orphanage, I <laughs> it's guess... A, it's an, they, <laughs> they said it. I don't remember. Um, but then, right but then there, Pop Elf's like, out. I always wanted a kid. Yeah, he's like, I want a big boy. I want a big kid. I want a kid when he's five years old to crush my femur while he's sitting on my lap or something, you know? That's, that's... And then we see him as an adult sitting on his dad's lap. <laughs> I don't know if that's an elf thing for adults to sit on other adults' laps, but, see, but um, that's weird. Even for elves, Buddy seems a bit stupid. Well, yeah. Well, I think part of it... That's you mean elves and humans. He's dumber than all yeah. of them. Because even the elves are like, God, this guy. Yeah. Let's get him out of here. Like, you know, they're like, don't eat gum in New York City. Humans would know that, obviously. The elves obviously know it because they're telling him not to do that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't understand that. He's a 30-year-old man. He's a 30-year-old elf. Yeah. He thought. So you, well, in elf years, you don't know what that could be. He could be a five-year-old in elf years. Mm, I don't know, because he was in school. Yeah, he was in school. He's he's just very stupid. <laughs> yeah, the five uh, food groups all being like candy canes. Diabetes. <laughs> syrup. Diabetes. That one's understandable, I suppose, if you've only ever eaten that crap all your life. Oh, yeah. No, it I just deteriorated his brain. But you would think he would have social tact to be like, oh, this is the meal that they are serving to me. Do elves not go out to dinner? Do they not have like? Do they only just? But where would they mush go? Candy yeah. around for dinner every day. But where would they go? I don't know. Santa's bistro. I think Elf's going like Santa's vacation. Cafe? Mrs. Think, Claus Cafe. I think Papa Elf would just go to like you know Frosty's to Diner the Beach. Well, they talk about there's the elves in the forests. Uh, the forest that would be bakers. Remember the tree caught on fire then? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the Keebler El Fudge people. Yeah. And there's apparently South Pole elves. So apparently they do travel. Yeah, and Peter Dinklage, he called him an elf, and then he beat him up. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was a good scene. <laughs> Peter Dinklage being... So, I like but, when he runs on the table, and it shoots his feet, and it's like... Yeah, he's like, call me off. You're an elf. So, Buddy the Elf's like, man, I want to be a real boy. So he goes, and he becomes, he goes like, hey, you're my dad. And his dad's like, no, I hate you. But then at the end, his dad's like, I actually love you, my son. And then they kiss. I will tolerate you. Yeah, I'll tolerate. <laughs> you made me a successful book that made my company not. Or no, he got fired. He made a new company. He's like, I can exploit you. So yeah, so his in so the true spirit of Santa, right there. No, Santa exploited him too because he used Buddy to rebuild Christmas spirit by sending him back into the world. Mm, yes and no. He didn't mean to do that though. That just kind of happened. And it's got the weird same stuff as Rudolph. They got little snowman, the guy that we talked about. Who very similar scenes. Who yeah. likes he like sits next to a block and doesn't sit on the block. Yeah. Um. There's also little animated thingies like little bunnies, but then they also upgrade to a narwhal, and he hopes he finds his dad. And then Buddy on an iceberg too. Buddy's on an iceberg. 
No, you corn Cornelius though. That's such a shame. Would have made the movie better. It would have made the movie perfect. That's Mr. Narwhal replaces Yukon Cornelius. Ooh, this I don't know is if the I, movie I don't, that taught me what a narwhal was. I don't know if I support that trade, quite frankly. Bye, buddy. I hope you find <laughs> your dad, but you don't prefer. Yo, <laughs> I would. I would prefer Yukon. I would love. I would love if Yukon went with. If stop motion Yukon went with Buddy <laughs> to New York and was just licking everything. What if the narwhal was trying to find gold? And he would like poke something with his big nose horn thing, and, but then he would try to lick his big nose horn thing, but his tongue can't reach it because it's too big. <laughs> He's also poking like icebergs from underneath this time mm-hmm, versus Yukon mm-hmm. just poking snow. Yeah. Somebody else shot their eye out. There's another ambulance coming by. Uh oh. This is a bad part of town. This is bad Christmas town. Uh, no, it's the uh, the fire truck. Somebody got their tongue stuck to a pole. Oh. Ooh. What a dumb kid. <laughs> Isn't that all kids? I mean, you're correct, but that's an even dumber kid. Because some kids wouldn't make that dumb of a decision, in my opinion. I tried that once, sticking my tongue to a pole. Uh, <laughs> it stuck for like two seconds. So you're the dumb kid. Yeah. No, well, I, saw cousin Eddie. Like, I was like, you know what? Well, it, it, So it was a removable pole. So I knew that like, if I needed to, I could move this thing like in the house and let it thaw out. <laughs> Um, You're just sitting in your basement with like a big pole stuck in your face. <laughs> what are you doing there, Will? Don't we bet. Don't we no, bet. It's, it's the pole I backed my car into at his house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Brett crashed his car at Will's house for context. That was pretty like funny. Like four years ago. Still have the scars. Awkward silence now. Thanks for pointing <laughs> that out. I appreciate it. Anything else on our Christmas movies, Will? I have some fun facts about them. We're not in that. We're not in that segment yet. <laughs> what? We're not in the segment. Blaine does them all the time. No, just randomly. Nope. 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 What's? How many episodes have we listened to, Brett? Like, not a lot. I listened to like seven now. Oh, We're geez. on like episode thirty. Uh, yeah, that's a decent chunk of that number. It's less than thirty percent. All right, I'll wait then. We do. We wait for the question dance. Just, Blaine, Blaine ascends no. from no. the gates of Valhalla. Well, no, Jack. Dance. Jack has to announce it. <laughs> okay, now we're in. Wait, well, are we going to duke and nuke these movies before we go in trivia? Exactly. Movies? There's a whole segment missing. Okay, so I'm assuming Will and I are going to do Christmas Vacation and Brett's going to new Christmas Story. Yeah. All right, Brett, you can now say your fun fact. We are wait, now I'm, in. I'm not done. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm nuking a Christmas Story and Elf. <gasps> Gasp. Elf doesn't hold up. I'm sorry. I think Elf holds up for me personally. So what are you duking then? Uh, Christmas Story. I would oh. put that at my top. That's that's my top. I would put Elf in the middle. It's the only one that's a genuinely moving story that's done well. Yeah, I I I think I don't think it's moving. I think Elf is Elf is fine. Elf is more moving I don't, than Christmas Story. What? Ooh, that's yeah. Mm. Like there's progression. Watching a thirty year old man Ooh. find his family, hey, find love, a, have a new family. A then thirty year old Elf. My kid loves that gun, Brett. He does love that gun. Even it, though the gun hurts him, even though just he, like a woman, it could have stopped. It could have stopped. It could have stopped the second he got the gift. I also enjoy how the dad went totally behind the mom's back. Like it's like the dad's like, "Get everything you want." He's like, "I not really, no." And he's the mom's like, "That's okay." And the dad's like, "Go behind there." It gets nothing. She's like, "Just son, I bought you a gun." Well, but he he said he's like, "I had one when I was eight. It's fine." Yeah. Back in my day. Yeah, exactly. Back well, in the his, 1890s. <laughs> so how old do you think his dad is? He would have been born. I'm guessing he would have been born. He's probably in his 40s from the look of him. He's, he looks quite significantly older than the mom. So he. So I would guess that he was born in, in the late 1800s. 
Really? I would think so. Wow. Because that would have mean... Or like 1901. That would have mean he could have served in World War One. Oh, he definitely he definitely, did. definitely did. Yeah. Really? Oh, absolutely. I feel like yeah. he's a little bit younger than that. I no. feel like people aged a lot faster back in time, though. You know? So I feel like... I, I agree with you. He's probably older than the mom, but I don't think he's in his 50s. I think he's probably in his... I think he might be like early 40s, mid 40s, maybe. No, right, he, which would put him in the early 1900s. I think he was Which born means 19- that as a 16 or 17 or 18 year old, he could have fought in World War One. Anyway, Elf is fine. I'd agree. I agree with that. But I, I just don't. It, it, I Elf, think I like Elf more than you like Elf. Yes. Well, my, my criteria for duking Elf is that I would never go out of my way to watch this movie. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to someone. That's fair. That's fair. I guess if you're looking for a Christmas movie you've never seen them before, I guess all these are good, but I think if you want an actual best movie movie, I'd go for a Christmas story. Because they're, yes. they're all funny, and they have funny moments, depending on what kind of humor you like. Because I think Elf does a... I don't... Well, I wouldn't say better, but like... Because like we talked about situational and like character-driven comedy, and I think Elf is like the middle of that. Because mm-hmm. it, it has more of a plot-ish compared to A Christmas Vacation, but... There's also still some funny things that happen. Well, just... everybody but Elf is a normal person. Yes. It's a fish Rather out, than it's everyone a fish out of water. being a buddy the Elf, it's just him in a world of normal people and normal elves. Yeah, because he's also a fish out of water just the whole movie, even when he's with in the North Pole. Right, exactly. Because he's weird in the North Pole, but then he's just weird where we are, so we think it's funnier because we, we're not elves. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have enough redeeming qualities for me to really care about him. Hey, he destroyed that shelf and made a rocking horse. That family loved it. <laughs> yeah, the TV stand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he's so nice. He made spaghetti, and he put it in a bag. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he's like, right. he's like, take this to work. Okay, well, now we'll do trivia and facts. Question dance. Brett, say the fact that you want to say. You had two. I told you one of them. That was a nice little dance. You did tell that me was a, That was a good dance. See, that, that was a natural dance. Was, Last week, you were nice like, what's the dance? Answer. And you tried to do a dance. But yeah. that, that's how you do the dance. Okay. The dance is whatever your dance is. So the one fact you told me that I thought was really cool was the house in Christmas Vacation was the same house used in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a unique, unique thing that I never put together. But then again, I have not seen WandaVision. So the other thing I know, though, is in Christmas Vacation, the scene where Chevy Chase is gone on his rant. A little fun thing about that is there's cue cards held up for him to read so you can see his head kind of move across the screen or his eyes follow the cue cards and then go back again because he has such a long rant to express his anger about his Jelly of the Month Club membership. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then the other fun fact is... The, Glad to see he was dedicated to the part. <laughs> didn't memorize his lines. Chevy Chase is such a bad person. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, then a boy, the the main boy from A Christmas Story, Ralph, I believe is his name. Ralphie. Ralphie. I forgot the E. Okay. Ralphie. He's also actually an elf. He is the main elf in the workshop. Yeah, he's the workshop lead elf. So I thought that was a fun connection. His name is Peter Billingsley. And he shot his eye out. Okay, I pulled up some fun facts, too, on elf. Guess what? The cotton balls that he was eating... In Elf, those were actually cotton candy. They just didn't dye them to be cotton candy colors. Oh, and also, uh, you know the scene where he eats all of like the spaghetti noodles with like candy and sugar and everything? They shot that twice because the first time he threw up. 
<laughs> Who, was it you, Will, that's about the spit bucket? Like, how, how much of a spit bucket they need for this I think movie? I, you probably know that, but I think I'm the one who told you that. You, you, or maybe we I do know what a spit yeah, bucket is. Yeah, because I think I was question. telling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of I was like, I, I was like, I can only imagine the spit bucket they had for this movie. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, all, all these actors are to be fat from eating all this food. Yeah. And it probably doesn't taste good either. No. Because it probably has been sitting out and they're like redoing. It's like, okay, happy Thanksgiving movie, guys. Eat this turkey. And it's just like this four-hour-old just turkey that they just pulled out of the freezer. It's like, we'll throw this in the microwave to get the ice off of it. But chow down, guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Get excited. Okay, so now now that we're done with trivia and facts, get ready for... What are we watching? www.watching. There's an extra watching because we're watching just so much stuff. All right, well, what are you watching? You look excited. Tell me what you're watching. Nothing. Okay, Brett, what are you watching? Um, I watched a lot of things this week. Okay, so, you can cover for Will. Um, I watched all House of Dragons, so I finished oh, that. Oh, so good, so good, so good. Yes, I did appreciate that show a lot. It there's dragons, me... and there's a little bit of incest. And there... political intrigue. Yeah, and you talk about Andor then. I'm intrigued by that now. Did you watch Andor? Political... I have not yet. Oh. But that's what I'm probably watching tonight. Andor is the best Star Wars content ever since original trilogy. Maybe hot take, hot take. Dang. I then also did watch uh, The Suicide Squad. Oh, yes, we did watch that. So James Gunn. I mean, I appreciate... I talk about that where it's like, yeah, there didn't feel like much of a plot in it, but the characters and a lot of the stuff was really well done. Makes it worth it. Yeah, and you said then the Peacemaker TV series is more plot driven. Yep, absolutely it is. So I will look into that one as well. Because they're both COVID things too. Yeah. Which is the reason the show even was created in the first place. The new episodes of Rick and Morty as well. So. Oh, I watched those as well. And then, yeah, started a few other little things, but there's the main things nice. that I have watched. Nice. Well, what did I watch? I also watched Rick and Morty. I listened to more episodes of the Stuff I Should Know podcast. I learned more things. Um, I finished, I talked about it last week, but I did finish the Down Syndrome episode to learn how Down Syndrome works more. And then I also listened to an episode about the history of the Rubik's Cube. It was very interesting. And then I am currently in the middle of an episode about how blindness works. But not regular blindness, like different types of blindness. Yeah, there's lots. Like, like you know, you'd see like a tree and a family in the living room and you're like, I don't understand this, but it's actually a Christmas morning because your brain can't process it on what it actually is. And like depth perception and a lot of other stuff. And like, you know, what's that thing? Is that a car? But then you're like, no, it's a toaster. Yeah. Like you can't comprehend what's actually closer to you or not based on no special awareness. And there's a lot of big fancy words I don't remember that describe these things. But if anybody ever asked me a question, I could somewhat understand what they're talking about if I was ever on a game show, which is my only go with goal with listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's a good goal. Thank you. And then the last thing I watched that Will also wants to watch. He hasn't watched it yet. Because I'm a bigger fan, I guess, even though he's a bigger fan. Was uh, Benicio Del Toro, did I say his name right? Oh, no, that's the different Del Toro. It's um, Guillermo Del Toro. Oh, Guillermo Del Toro. I'm sorry. I was thinking of him, my favorite actor from The Last Jedi. He does the stutter because he's the code, the the, 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 the stinger. And then he's he has the stutter. But then uh, he made Pinocchio, Guillermo Del Toro. He made a new Pinocchio. Uh, I won't talk about it too much since Will wants to watch it. But I do. It's stop motion. It's stop motion. It's set in World War II Italy, and it's based on the original concept of Pinocchio, not the Disney stuff. But it's got the same characters in it. It's a lot of big names in it, too, Well, actually. That surprised me. Interesting. Like interesting. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Plays is, Jiminy Cricket. Yes. 
Um, you know the evil fox guy who makes Pinocchio do some stuff? Played by Christoph Waltz. Oh, okay. And he kills it. Nice. And I think every other character, there's probably, there's some other big names that I looked up, but I don't remember off the top of my head. And it was just, what a, that was awesome. That, if we do like a thing at the end of the year of like ranking stuff we've watched, that might be like in my top five easily of stuff I've seen this year. Cool. Yeah, I really want to check it out. It's, it's kind of a different Pinocchio story, isn't it? Like it hits the beats of Pinocchio, but it's. So I don't know the original lore. Uh huh. I mean, I know the Disney lore. Yeah. Obviously that's the Disney one. But it's different enough from the Disney one that it is. Yes. So gotcha. I so without I'll stop talking if this is too much a spoiler. So the first opening act, like it's like an extended scene, I guess, of like it's like the origin of Geppetto and why he makes a Pinocchio. Oh, I've heard this part. Yeah. And then uh, there's some like magical thingies that happen. Okay. Which is the reason why Pinocchio becomes Pinocchio. Gotcha. He's a real boy. And then it it fills in through the rest of the thing of like, okay, I want, but he does you know he you know he becomes you know like an actor, and there's a part where they send him to war. <laughs> they send Pinocchio to war. They they do they there's okay, like, there's like to, Nazis in this movie. I, I want you to stop just because I really do want to watch this. Okay, okay, now okay. I'll watch it because <laughs> well. I was like I did not expect there to be it's, Pinocchio in war. I'm not gonna. It's a tearjerker. I I almost shed a tear there at the end. I was like, "This is such a like a wholesome ending, like, and it's it's very like open ended, I guess, too, of like you know where where the characters end up too." And I'm like, "Like this, this it was just awesome. Like not even just for the spectacle of like how it looks, just the story. Even if it was just like 2D animated, the story itself is just worth the watch." Okay. That's I showed you. We we watched the behind the scenes together where he's showing off the props. He's like, he's like oh, we got the big head." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "This is our big Pinocchio head, and this is our teeny tiny little Germany cricket." But he's like, he said, he's he's like, "I think you're gonna enjoy this because it's a particularly beautiful one." And I was like, "Now anybody else, I'd be like, no, that's marketing speak." But from Guillermo del Toro, I trust him because that guy has so much passion and just everything he does. The, he's, what, Brad, is, have, what is something else he's made? Um, he did the Hellboy movies, not the new ones, the original oh, the with Ron ones. Perlman's, okay. the Ron Perlman ones. Those were pretty solid. Those yeah. were his, he, he, those were a passion project <laughs> for him. He's so funny looking. Guillermo del Toro? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. He looks, <laughs> he getting, looks like an albino gorilla. He's got a big jaw. Yeah, he well, looks like a big gorilla. But anyway, yeah, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro is, and I haven't seen his Spanish films like Devil's Backbone or Pan's Labyrinth. Um, oh, but I've seen I, bits of Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. I really need to see that. But it is, he uses, um, in both of those, my understanding is that he uses, like, for Devil's Backbone, it's like the Spanish Civil War is a backdrop. Um, Pan's Labyrinth, I think the backdrop is, once again, World War II, but, like, specifically from a Spanish lens. Um, so he, he uses war as a backdrop quite often. Even in um, Shape of Water mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. 2017. Oh, that was him. Yeah, it's very much set I, against a Cold War backdrop. Because like it is like a war. science experiment. Thing. Yeah, this is a hard global conflict black back backdrop. Oh yeah, no, he does not sugarcoat it. Like they're like, I mean, it's like a kids movie. Like there's no like big swears or anything. But like, sure, I saw some Italian people hailing Hitler, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, that took a turn. <laughs> but no, it was that was it was great. Like just for the animation, and then separately the story, just those two together made it like wow, this is great. But those two together. And like the music was really good. Like just every yeah. single thing just hit so good that it, this is like probably one of the best animated movies I've seen ever since like 
2018s into the Spider-Verse. Like, oh my hmm. gosh. Dang. Amazing. That's some high high regards. And especially coming from Netflix, who usually just puts out like crap. Like yeah. absolutely shocking that this thing is real. That's I've just been seeing everyone everybody's forgot about Disney's crap live action Pinocchio remake with Tom no Hanks. One, no one watched yeah, it. Yeah. And I didn't watch it. Like critics yeah. are just like this puts that to shame because that is just that's the worst. And this is just like I just would, so much better. I would, I would argue marketing. it just puts regular just a- other animated things that have come out recently to shame because of how good it is. Not even including another IP that's just the same thing but worse. Yeah. Like all the other crap that like these studios are releasing. This is like I mean this is like quality stuff. Like this this is easily a contender for best animated thing of the year if it fits into that category. Oh yeah. Up against uh, Forgotten Worlds. Or Strange Worlds. Oh, yeah, oh. that movie set to lose like $100 million <laughs> as already a low-budget animated movie. Good work, Disney. Love it. But you know what? Awards are awards. Yeah. And they don't matter, and they're bought. So, Do you watch anything else? Um, hear about the Game Awards? I was going to say, that's some news. I heard it was very you long. Can, you can say cheer, that. Cheer about, the, cheer about the guy who went on stage and was like, he like faked going up there? No, I heard about a guy that... Forgot to thank his wife. Oh. And it was like, dude, that's like the first thing you do. No, this, this. <laughs> his wife didn't help him with the game. <laughs> or maybe she did. I, I, I know, know what you're going to talk about. And that, I saw the video for it. Yeah. So like what when Elden Ring him? won like game, game of, of the year. year. Game of so the like year. like they had all these, de- like, so like there's Which a video. Which was can, controversial. In let's, I guess we'll move on to the news. Okay. This is news. News, news, mostly news. Do, do, do. So this isn't really a news I had up, but it's a thing that happened this week. So in the Video Game Awards, there was a uh, Elden Ring one game of the year. And the guys were going up there. But then as you see, as they're coming down the aisle, through another aisle, comes this little boy. He's like 15. And he's oh, like, no. And he goes up there. <laughs> he after, just walks after, on stage. After they thank everybody, he starts giving a speech. What? You can't hear what he says. You don't can't really understand what he says, but he basically thanks Bill Clinton in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they arrested him. Yeah. Who was he? Just a random kid. He just oh, walked no, up there. No, there's rumors. What? He's been a kid that's done stuff before. Apparently, this kid they on Twitter they're saying it's the same kid that when the NBA uh, in the Hong Kong situation was happening, he was holding up a sign, and when the camera panned to him for the NBA game, he switched to a free Hong Kong thing. And then oh, got yeah. escorted out. And I think it's the same kid of like, he's like a political. That's too political gotcha. for he's, us. he's a political gotcha mm. activist. He's 15-ish. He's, that, he, he's, he's young. I thought it was funny. But you know what? Whatever. Award shows are dumb, in my opinion. I think all award shows are dumb. Hey, I will say Especially Ludwig, Ludwig won. Hmm? Ludwig won. He won content creator of the year. So I don't care for that. I don't really like Ludwig yeah. personally. Okay, now we're moving on to the actual news. And it's even more ooze. Ooh, Big sad yeah. rock news, guys. Will's favorite movie of the year, Black Adam, is set to lose a hundred million dollars. Oh, that's right, it, million. That's right. I saw its box off numbers were uh, steeply declining. Avatar two that we're watching next week, get excited, yeah. is receiving criticism because of the VFX artists are getting bad treatment, like all the Marvel movie stuff, and that's starting to come out. You mean a movie Shockingly. that's entirely CGI? It, wow. Actually, that movie is the entire vision of James Cameron. <laughs> They should just plug him into, like, uh, the Matrix thing and just have his brain spit out movies. That would be cool. Um, did you hear the thing about Jennifer Lawrence? Big no, news. what'd she do now? So Jennifer Lawrence claims that there were no female action stars before her in The Hunger Games. Oh, I remember you. 
Wait, stuff. what now? Yeah, she's gotten like a in lot any of back- movie? In, in yes, movie. in any movie. <laughs> uh, what about Sarah Connor in Terminator Dude, 2? There's thousands. James Cameron. <laughs> Yeah. What about like anything else? What about tons of '80s B movies that are cent- centered around female characters that kick butt? Jackie Brown. Well, yeah, Jackie Kill Brown. Bill. Oh yeah, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Dude, there are so many. Are you kidding she, me? She's getting dicked on by everybody. It's pretty funny. I'm That's not the gonna stupidest lie. goddamn thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, big sad news. Well, big sad news. I don't know. Wonder Woman three was reportedly canceled. <laughs> oh. oh, darn. I know you were so excited. I've not seen it. the first two. Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, he's yeah. my, he, apparently he's moving to another DC character instead of Aquaman. Ooh, for the new re-brand. Fan cast is going to be Lobo, who's like a bounty hunter kind of guy. Um, so people want him to play that as the James Gunn rebranding of DC is happening. Okay, sure. There was going to be a new Michael Keatman Batman movie. But that also got nicked by James Gunn. They're not doing that anymore. Well, yeah, that doesn't make... He's, don't do that. James Gunn also apparently turned down Black Adam 2. <laughs> James Clearly. Gunn also turned down Man of Steel 2 because he's completely wiping DC. That's fine with me. Yep, so he's re, he's rebranding everything. So It's fine. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Better than this half-assed, so, we're moving away from the Snyderverse. Reimagining. Slowly, it's like, no, just cut it off. All right, so well, wait, there won't be DC like, no, 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 movies for like re- three or no, four no, no, years. No, no, they're just read. They're these movies have not been made. They're just going to oh. switch what movies they will be making. They were just on the slate in pre-production and stuff, but yeah, they can they can maybe maybe there might be none in 2023, but they'll start again. No, there will be because they have a bunch on the slate where to go. Like the Flash has been ready forever. That's coming out. Still, Ezra was Miller ex- was excited. He hit. We're gonna Blaine and I will one day hit him with the chair. Will, do you like the National Board of Review of Names? That's a weird name for that. What? Uh, maybe it should be movies. National, the National Board of Review. Oh, the National Board of Review. Is that, is, is that another name for the MPA, MPAA? I don't know. So don't they know pick their is. top movie of the year. What do you think their top movie of the year is? I'm gonna guess that Amsterdam movie that bombed. Top Gun Maverick, baby. Oh, that's pretty okay. neat. Such a good movie. You should watch it, Will. It's good. It's Everybody good. seems to like it. That's pretty cool. All right, Will. You like Marvel. Yeah. You like Wednesday. That I do. So Who's the Wednesday playing the went no, it's not her. It's the oh. director Tim Burton. Uh, Ganja Materio. Oh well, Tim uh, Tim Burton. Was I mean, producer. there were multiple directors. Is an eight episode okay, so, series. Okay, so so one of the one directors of from Wednesday gotcha. is going to be directing one of the Marvel TV shows. Oh. And it's one of the ones that no one cares about. It's the Agatha spinoff. You don't even oh know who that is. Oh my gosh. Yes, I know <laughs> it's, who that is. Okay. That's the bad guy from WandaVision. Yep. Another show I didn't like. It was, it was Agatha all along. <sighs> Agatha Harkness. Kind of sounds like darkness. <laughs> so, and even, so after the flack, because like, so the only big thing that people were really mad about with James Gunn canceling all of the DC stuff was Man of Steel 2, since Henry Cavill's like really good at Superman. Just put him in the new Superman movie. Yeah, that's what people are thinking, because James Gunn came out and said, Superman is very high priority for us. That's fine. So I, know, It doesn't need to be just so it can be. I think they should just, yeah. I think it'll, whatever he does, I think it'll work. Different personally. tone. You can still have Henry Cavill as Superman. Yep, I agree. Who cares? And that has been the news, mostly ooze. All right. So now we're going to go to next week. So next week, Will's favorite movie of the year is coming out. Avatar 2. The Way of Agua. Aren't you guys excited to sit in that theater for four hours and watch 
I really I'm am. I'm going to bring my ballpark buddy. <laughs> Do you know what that is, Will? No, Brett laughs when you know what that is. I don't know what that is. So a ballpark buddy is the thing you strap to your leg so you can pee and not go to the bathroom. <laughs> I Dude, I definitely need one of those. Do they sell those? Yeah, it's a ballpark buddy. Yeah, it's called, a, it, it's called a catheter. Well, no, I know not. that. I know what that is, Brett. But no, like this one. Like yeah, you funnel can, or something. You just it like tapes to, to your leg or you put it in your pocket or something mm-hmm. and you just pee in it. It's a ballpark buddy. All right. I'm at the I'm at the look into I that. I need it for Avatar too. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or just sit on an end seat and kind of just turn into your popcorn bowl or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just, aim for the, just, like, just, just a little bit extra butter in that popcorn. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so next week, along with Avatar: The Way of Water, we will be watching Avatar because it's James Cameron week, baby. He's the best. Will's been working with him for so long. I announce it every week because I can't think of anything else creative to say. I've so known him since he was a lowly mat painter a, on a John little, Carpenter's Escape from New York. Ever since he was little Cam Cam, he. <laughs> Little Jimmy Cam Cam. Little Jimmy, little James Cam Cam. <laughs> no, Jimmy. Jim. He's Jimmy now. Little Jim Jim Cam Cam. Jim Jim Cam Cam. <laughs> Jim Jim Cam Cam's Avatar One. Jim Jim Cam Cam's Avatar Two. And then we're also gonna be watching The Abyss, which is a movie that James Cameron did in 1989. That's that the one where heard. he tried to kill everybody, all the actors. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did listen to some of that actually, because people are still have. Problems with that water stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did hear about that. I did listen to that thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Okay. So, and that is not on almost any streaming service, so good luck to anyone watching that You can't. Legally. You can't find it. You can't even find it. We did it doesn't find even have it. a Blu-ray release because James Cameron is too busy and he won't let anybody else do it. He's been too busy for the past 13 years making the biggest sequel of all yeah. time. He's just like, it's on my to-do list. I just haven't gotten to it. He's like, guys, if it, look, the abyss, it'll happen with Jim Jim Cam Cam at the helm. And he'll do it. I believe it. So I think that is mostly it. Will, do we have anything else we need to talk about? No. Are you happy for Christmas? Take no. a break from Christmas stuff? We're going to go. We're gonna do more Christmas stuff week after, though. We'll do your Black Christmas and then some Home Alones. When Bob Clark. Bob Clark? Who's Bob Clark? That's the director. Of? Christmas Black Christ- Story and Black Christmas. Christmas Story. Oh, your dad. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> my dad doesn't listen to this. Don't worry. He does listen to this. <laughs> okay, it's your grandpa. He might he might turn it off now. He turns it off when we reach the end. Can we say it's your grandpa? Oh no, I don't have I don't have those. <laughs> well, okay, Bob well, I mean Clark, I did. Well, but yeah, dead. Bob Clark's dead, so that's your grandpa. Both of my grandpas were Bob Clark. Actually, well, not one wasn't a Clark, but they were both Roberts. Wait, you don't have a Clark grandpa? Well, I mean I did, but he's dead. Was his name Robert? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's yeah, Bob Clark, your grandpa. Yeah. All right, cool. Joke has. <laughs> Hit the joke. Joke button. died with my grandpa. <laughs> I was waiting for your dad to listen to this part and just just the disappointment. <laughs> nah, he'll, he'll like it. He'll like it. He'll like it. Um, so that is the ending. We'll, we'll probably edit out some of that awkwardness, right? Will I don't know. It's the end. Who cares? Okay. Well, if it doesn't, thank you everybody for going through the awkwardness. Thank you, Brett, for being the past two episodes while Blaine got deported. Um. Yeah, thanks, Brett. That's pretty cool. Are you going to keep that one in? I know you cut some of my Mexican jokes out by playing last week, I think. Dude, we've got like five listeners. <laughs> One's in the shower. <laughs> We're doing that again? Hi, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> if you made it this far, one, that's a long shower. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>